Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 380. We are recording and broadcasting live on Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. I'm David Lott. Joining me as always is Bobby Jackson. Hey, how's it going? And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, yeah, we are, as I just mentioned, not only are we recording this, we are streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. If you are joining us on either of those uh, platforms, please feel free to leave any questions or comments. Uh, we may read them live on the air. So, yeah, make sure to reach out. We would love to hear from you. Um, we did not get a chance to do a show last weekend, unfortunately, but we are back. We've been, uh, still working on some remodeling of the website of the podcast. Like I, like I mentioned, uh, to, uh, those watching live earlier, we are trying out a new, uh, service for our live streams. So we're just kind of getting settled and acquainted with this. So. Our apologies if there are any bumps in the road in this episode, but I, th- I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. We're on the learning curve. We are. Um, with that, let's uh, jump into things. I meant to ask you, Bobby, if you saw Venom Uh-oh. this weekend. I assume you did, because that's what I was going to talk about first. Yeah, I did. I had a chance to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, Venom had a very good weekend at the box office, uh, at least as pandemics go. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, uh, with the pandemic in mind, it, it did pretty well for itself. Uh, Venom looks like it pulled in uh, about $90 million this weekend for a setting a pandemic record. Um, I, haven't, I haven't even still seen the first film. Um, so <laughs> really, I, no, me neither. Oh, <laughs> I forget. Okay. So when did the first one even hmm. come out? How long has it been? Like two years, uh, maybe 2018, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe three years. I, I feel like it's just another example of it fell on some weekend where I just didn't make it to a movie theater that weekend or something. And mm-hmm. then I just, it, it fell behind and I just never went back to go see it. Um, but I've been kind of curious about it, but then at the same time, I think the reaction I've kind of generally seen for it hasn't been like overwhelmingly positive. It's just been kind of like either you're into it or you're not almost, um, which doesn't, hasn't drawn me to like rush out to, you know, rent this or, you know, watch it anywhere. And then, yeah, the sequel comes out. I obviously have not seen this since I haven't seen the first one. Um, plus I've, you know, I've, I've definitely things are getting a little bit better with the pandemic. I'm feeling a little more comfortable about seeing movies and movie theaters, but I haven't seen a ton lately. Um, the next one will be No Time to Die next weekend, but yeah, yeah, I still haven't seen either of these movies. But yeah, it did well. And Bobby, you saw it. Uh, I'm curious, how was it? In your opinion? It, well, I guess I should at least reiterate or go back to what my opinion of the first movie was. And for me, Venom is a character I grew up seen in the comic books I, I remember i was still collecting spider-man comics at the time so when uh venom was introduced in the comics i have his first appearance and when he was uh just as eddie brock and then also a few issues later when he made his full formal debut as venom i, I have those comics so i knew the char- i know the character very well 
And when they announced that they were going to do the Venom movie initially, I was really skeptical of it because of the way that we've had the dynamics work between Marvel and Sony. Marvel has had a chance to use in the MCU, but Sony has been using Venom, or at least until this point, using those characters solely on divorced from the MCU and or very nebulous as to whether or not they were a part of the MCU and just not talked about kind of thing, sort of like the Netflix shows in a way. So it was obvious to me that it wasn't going to be the same just because you don't have Spider-Man in it. So if you don't have Spider-Man in it, it, it changes the dynamic of what Venom is. Venom has who has had his own path at this point where he he is a, a the aspects he's become he's become known as so I think that what where my expectation was at least from that first movie was to have something akin to him being sort of an anti-hero and that is what you do get in that first movie he is an anti-hero but the the dynamics of what the symbiote symbiote are and Eddie Brock are played very much for comedy in the first movie. Uh, they're sort of yin and yang to each other, and they are dysfunctional, but they get get the job done at the end of the day. They they bicker and argue with each other and have opposing views of how to do things, but they usually try to get, get along to, to get the job done. And um, I think that is what I ended up, at the end of the day, liking about that first movie, is that even though I, I, it didn't kind of work in the element of what the character I know from the comics is um, in what they were trying to do with it. I think it worked. And Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock, I thought brought a lot to that character in terms of just having to act off of himself and, and do, cause he does the voice of Venom, but he he's acting against himself a lot of, in most of the scenes when he's uh, working with Venom. And so I think he does a really great job of committing to the character it's just not the the venom that I wanted to see from growing up, and so I I liked it, but I was disappointed that I didn't get what I was hoping to see. So going into the sequel, you've got Woody Harrelson playing another iconic character in Carnage, and Carnage was never a character I, I really liked all that much in the comic books. When he started to come along, it just felt very derivative of Venom by by purpose but still i just never really was the hugest the the biggest fan of that character so it's going into this one it was more uh an, a curiosity as to see what did they do differently from the first one and uh, did they address anything that people who maybe didn't like it as much do something for those people to maybe bring them in a little bit more and what they really did is just kind of double down on what worked in the first one for them, which was a lot of the comedy element that goes with Venom and Eddie Brock. And I found myself um, feeling like this movie is really close in kin to what I feel like the Schumacher uh, Batman movies are. They're, they're, they know what they're doing and what they want to do and they accomplish it, but it's just not for me. And that's kind of what this one was. It was like it, it was doing what it wanted to do. I think it did it well, but I just didn't like it. It, it just didn't work for me. Uh, 
So most of the movie, I was really just sitting there waiting for the um, post credit scene because that has been the thing that's been talked about the most in the news when they've been talking about Venom 2. So really, ultimately, I just kind of sat there just patiently waiting through everything that was going on. And there's a lot of stuff that happens in the movie that, I mean, I, I think it, it the, the to its benefit, it's an hour and a half or maybe a little bit over that. So it, it goes by pretty fast and you get to the action fairly quickly and, and it just becomes mostly action at that point. So I, I think at least in that sense, it, it works as just a strictly um, disposable popcorn flick kind of movie. But the the overall aspect of what you kind of want to see of where they're going to take this character more in the future. I think you get that in the post credit scene. So I think I won't sit here and say that going to see the movie is worth it just to see the post credit scene. But I I do feel as though it, it, it saved a little part of the experience for me in, in seeing that post credit scene, just to see what, what happens next or where we go with it after this. So Ultimately, it wasn't a, a movie that I particularly enjoyed, but I can see why a lot of people who liked the first one might like this one even more, or maybe people who didn't like it that much in the first one won't like this one at all, or they won't change their opinion on it. And the box office, as far as that's concerned, I, I'm happy that it's making the money that it's making. I, I think that's a, a good sign for at least the fact that People want to go see movies that they want to go see. Then if they're big blockbuster movies, Marvel movies, whatever it is, they're going out to go see it. The um, No Time to Die is doing really well overseas. So it, it it's even though not every place is open in terms of all the theaters and not as big a presence in terms of if it was pre-COVID, there's still not as much hesitancy to go out as there was maybe four or five months ago. So I think people are going to go see the movies they want to go see. And I think that's a good sign. And, I, and I'm glad it's making the money that it's making, but ultimately just for a, the the sake of the movie, it, it just wasn't working for me. That sounds about like I would expect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like not from you, but like from just what I would general. expect from the movie, you know, based on your, your thoughts on it. That's, Another mm-hmm. reason I haven't rushed out to see the first, and I'm not rushing out to see this one. Yeah. Since we're talking about box office, I haven't looked at any like uh, like predictions or anything for next weekend. Like, you guys want to make predictions on No Time to Die? For is No it, Time to Die? It's going to be over under Venom too. Under. I'm going to say over. I think that runtime plays a big part of it. That that sure. runtime is um, that is an exceptional film. Because what you said, Venom Two was like an hour and a half, a little maybe hour and thirty eight minutes or somewhere around right. that neighborhood. So yeah, and I think uh, I don't have it right in front of me. I think uh, Spectre, No this Time one's to Die is like two forty five or something, which just sounds crazy for a Bond movie. I'm not against it. I mean, I love a good yeah. Bond film, and I'll I'll sit through a long one if it's good, you know, but. Um, that seems like a very long bond, and it's definitely I, long. I'm not mad at that either, but that is a long yeah. time, and some people are not. Two hour forty three minutes according to IMDb. Oof. 
Yeah, I would love to say over. I want to say over, but I might shoot under (laughs) for that. So I'll be the positive one. So what are you saying? You're saying under two, David? I'm saying under, but it's really close. Really? I'm saying over, but I'm not saying over by like a lot. Like, like 103 would be amazing. You don't even think it's going to be close, do you? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I. I. If it. If it's in Michelle's neighborhood or if it's close, great. I. I, I like Bond, yeah. but I just feel as though, um, the U.S. going public in Bond movies. I don't know. I, I guess it would be nice to know what the last one did in uh, domestic, but I feel like I'm targeting around 70 million for this one opening which is nice but yeah it's still 20 million short of um, venom so all right specter specter had a 70 million opening weekend i didn't even know so uh, that's kind of where i'm guessing this one would be yeah Uh, on par i guess being too overly Optimistic. <laughs> Maybe did, not. If Spectre did seventy. Uh, I mean, I don't know what Spectre or what the uh, situation was there in terms of what it was up against. What was out the weekend before that? I have no idea. I don't either. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's it's his last Bond film. I feel I feel like there's a lot more. Yeah. <sighs> kind of buzz around this being there his is. last movie and it's been a while since we've had Spectre. Oh, we've waited a, a I mean, year This movie's been this delayed one. how many times now? At yeah. least twice, I think. Maybe even three um, times. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. what? It was supposed to come out in 2019? March. <laughs> March of 2020. Yeah. March of 2020. 2020, okay. And then it bumped... I forget when really? it initially bumped back to. I think then it bumped back to July. And then I want to say it bumped to October. And then it bumped to where we are. Yeah. So originally its date was November 2020. It never got put. It no, didn't get March, pushed. March, oh, March no. 2020. March 2020. Okay. We think oh, okay. March 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because, okay. Yeah. because SNL did their last in-house episode and it was with him. Oh, right. And yeah, then, they, and then it was supposed it. to be like the next weekend. Yeah. And then they it, they pulled it. Right. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Okay. Now it was originally scheduled November of 2019. Okay. okay. See, I, I had a feeling it was before that too. But it was that makes more but that, sense. That I think that was like really kind of before even production. Like yeah, it, it got like, pushed. So I mean, I'm looking. I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. According mm. to the Wikipedia page, uh, No Time to Die was scheduled for release in November 2019, but was postponed to February 2020, and then to April. Of 2020 after Danny Boyle's departure, mm. um, and then from then on, it was all about COVID. Yeah, because um, I remember yeah, it was pushing like pushing it back. Yeah, he did the episode with SNL, and it was supposed to be the next weekend was when it was supposed to happen. Right. And SNL had to close doors. Yeah, it, yeah, it was a big thing. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been moved around a lot. Basically, is what we're getting at. Yeah, and. Mm. Yeah, it's it's like I would love to say that it would be it would have a better box office than Venom Two, but I, I don't think I'm agreeing with you, Bobby. I don't think it's in the cards. Yeah, I don't. I'm rooting for you, Michelle. Which, I'm just trying. I to want be you to be right. 
Um, yeah, it was interesting. So this morning I watched a news article and it was an interview with Daniel Craig. And yeah, he's very adamant. This is it. He's not coming back oh, yeah. as Bond. Oh, yeah, no like doubt. it's Yeah. Like he, I guess, was gonna be done after Spectre and then he stayed on for this right, one. Right. And I remember that. Yeah. But he's definitely like, Nope, super not happening. Nope, it's over. He's like, I'm I'm good. Five five and done. Yeah. And honestly, what five you- is a good nut. Five five is good. What do you think they'll do? Do you think uh, if you had to, as we're talking about the box office and how much it'll make, as far as this Daniel Craig era of Bond and it being really more in any other previous Bond that I can think of, more of a continuing story, do you think they close it out and kill his character? And then we'll just have a new Bond and it'll take place at some other other, random point in his life? Or will they still just right off into the sunset and then we just still continue with a new bond but sort of maybe soft reboot in terms of not following this same storyline art i yeah i i don't think they kill him and i mean they've never have they ever done that in the bond franchise no they've never it's always been like he's just they've never continued a full story like this either so that's kind of why i'm like interested in right like even you're saying like even with like sh- over the course of the Sean Connery Bond films or over the course of any of the other Bonds, Roger Moore, or Roger whoever. Moore, yeah. Pierce Brosnan, that like yeah, there's connecting characters, but there hasn't been like an overarching storyline um, among those films. Right. Yeah. In that respect, you're looking at this kind of different, thinking they're going to end it differently. I I just wondering. I don't. Right. I don't have a. You're just wondering if they are. Yeah, I, I, w- yeah. I would guess not. I would guess that they wouldn't. I don't know. I feel like I don't think they would kill Bond, but it would be like he's retired, and then basically a new person comes in as Bond. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, there's no doubt. Like when the Daniel, not only is Daniel Craig's films different in the way that you brought up, Bobby, mm-hmm. but. Like, even when Casino Royale dropped, it felt like a reboot. Like, it was a... It did yeah. feel like a reboot. It was reboot. a very different tone, it which was. Right. was definitely a good thing. <laughs> I love Bond films, all of them. Not all of them, but, you know, all of the different iterations yeah. of Bond we've had, I think they all have their high points and low points, And but it was nice to have this kind of reboot. It it has worked out very well, I think, for the Bond, Bond franchise, for sure. Yeah. like the, um, I think the Pierce Brosnan ones started out with good intentions, but then they didn't hmm. end well. And it, Right. But um, then as, as – and kind of going back to your question, Bobby, I haven't really thought about, like, oh, how what will happen to Bond at the end of this one and how will they pick up? with the next one like will it be kind of a continuation or almost like a reboot again i guess my mm. the question i've been having in my mind is is it going to be more just kind of a reboot and g- generally speaking like mm. no matter who the bond is is the is the kind of style and tone of whatever this next set of bond movies is going to be again very different from the daniel craig ones or is it going to have right. the same kind of feel well, just think- with a different actor and other I, other different actors. I think it's really going to kind of come down to who the next Bond actually physically is going to be. I right. mean, there's definitely been talk about there being a female Bond. Um, Idris Elba's name has definitely been thrown out there at least for the last five years, I feel like. 
Although I think he said he's not doing it because he's like, I'm not. He's like, I'm not physically putting my body through that. <laughs> he said he was not doing it for those reasons. He's like, I'm physically not putting myself through that. Um, so yeah, it just, it just it sounds like from the from the what their ideas are of who would be the next Bond. You know, we're definitely getting a different. Uh, I mean, different gender possibly. Definitely different ethnic ethnicity. I can't talk ethnicity ethnicity to it, and I feel like. I don't know if it would just kind of pick up or if they would do something else with it because it seems to be like they want to do something completely different and out of the white British mailbox. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of comes down to who it's going to be. Do you have any predictions, Bobby? Who do you think the next one will be? Obviously, we don't know. There was cause... someone, right. Um, there was someone I saw the other day and I can't remember who it was that they were saying might be willing to throw their hat in the ring and I was like oh okay I kind of see that but I can't remember offhand it was and it was someone more recent who hadn't been in the conversation uh, Mm -hmm. recently so uh, I'd have to go back and look as who that was but um, and then I saw one that I had no context for so I I had no opinion one way or the other and it was um, the actor that plays Roy on uh, the Ted Lasso show. I, I don't know who he is. Uh, know, but I've Brett, seen that before as well. I'm Brett like, Golden. I can't think of his last name now. Anyway. Yeah, I don't. Right. But um, I don't have a good guess. I just know that my thought is that uh, they would probably want to go younger than Craig when he started. Mm-hmm. Because I think they'll want to keep whoever they have around for a little while. And so I think that uh, bearing in mind the, the physical aspects and the toll it takes on uh, on mm-hmm. the actor yeah. who, who portrays Bond, they'll, they'll keep that in mind and try and go a little bit younger and um, more in that vein. But I, I think my curiosity is less in, in who's playing Bond as much as uh, sort of what, David, you kind of hinted at as to what will be the tone, I guess, of Bond? Mm-hmm. Will it still have that Craig feel to it in in the way that these have been? Or will they maybe try and go back to something slightly lighthearted in a way? Or is it too late for that in this day and age? Can we not accept that type of Bond anymore? Is it someone who has to be more uh, lethal assassin, deadly, you know, serious kind of Bond at this point? That's kind of where I'm curious to see what tone they'll try to adapt for the next Bond. I could see a world, I could see a situation, a world where we can have a bond that has the, just the right amount of humor in them, mm-hmm. but not, not the, I guess, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Like the kind of, I think back to like the more recent before Daniel Craig, Pierce Brosnan, like, right. I don't think we're going to go that far with it, but. Okay. I don't think it's going to have like kind of the silly humor that sometimes the Roger Moores had and mm. the Timothy Dalton and the Pierce Brosnan. I don't right. think we're going back to that level of kind of lighthearted comedy aspects to it in a way. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Is there anything out there that you can think of, either of you, that strikes that kind of a tone for us uh, when it comes to the uh, t- uh, 
for the movies for Bond for like an assassin type uh, character that has some level of humor to it, indicative within the character or mm. itself in a, in a sense that mm. I can't think of any. No, no, they're very everything is pretty serious. One way or the other way, yeah. It's, yeah, there's no in between. It's a it's a hard line to walk. I think it is. That's why I'm like curious. It's I would curious. love to almost see someone try it and, and see if they can pull it off. Right. Like, like it, I, I laugh just because I'm thinking of it, and it just really. I, could you imagine a Lord Miller Bond version? No, <laughs> like <laughs> I cannot. Because like, I was thinking about how they were supposed to have done Solo, and right. you know they their background is doing a lot of comedy, but they've done a really good job of blending comedy well within something that is not necessarily off the cuff supposed to be serious like i i guess the main thing i'm thinking of in my head is um into the spider-verse that it it has a lot of good comedy that's inherent to what's going on in the story as opposed to being forced to kind of make it like a a yuck yuck thing it's not like it's not like mcu comedy if that makes sense. It's, yeah, no, it's, we're not talking... You know, no, no, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, but, so... Yeah, I definitely think the the main thing is it'll be to see where they kind of go with it in that light. And I agree. I think they need to get somebody who's basically about early to mid-30s to do Bond. Yeah, like I asked you that question, Bobby, and I guess it's not fair because I don't have any good ideas. <laughs> I have zero <laughs> good ideas. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. As much as I like Idris Elba, yeah, I have to. I, when he was like, I physically don't want to put myself through that. I was like, Yeah, that's probably smart. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't even. Call. I don't even remember how old he is now. But do you guys really imagine there's actually a distinct possibility that Henry Cavill could be good in that role, or would or it would happen? I think as long as Henry Cavill, and I'm saying this, and I know what I'm going to say sounds stupid crazy i think as long as he didn't get as large as he did in um the mission impossible film like not that bulked not yeah. that bulked up i think if he kept a little trimmer the superman films i think is a better and the superman yeah. films is a much better frame i think on him and i think if he were to keep that kind of level of fit i could see henry cavill doing it and henry cavill's age he is he is uh i think 34 or 35 he is 38 I was oh, going to say, I 38? thought he was closer to 40. I yes. thought he was More so than, than me. Dang. I think when he was Superman, he might have been, when he first started Superman, he might have been 34. I thought he was younger than me. Hmm. No, I was actually saying, Michelle, like, I, I think his Superman body is even, that is huge. <laughs> like, his yeah, Superman is. body is yeah, huge. I don't know. Like, that Mission Impossible body, his, his he was broad in Mission Impossible. <laughs> so broad. God. Yeah. Yeah. Like insane. Um, anyway. So maybe not Henry Cavill. Hmm. And again, I have to say, like, I like the idea of it not being a white British dude. Right. Just, in my th- in my head, I like the idea of it not being a white dude. Do I dare ask if you agree with Daniel Craig's sentiments on the female Bond or not? Yeah. <laughs> Here's. Uh, I mean, I guess I should say for anyone listening, he's actually, we saw the interview this morning. I don't know if that's the one place that the interview, that statement came from. On, it was from a while ago. But 
you know, that's been, that statement has been making the rounds this past week. And, you know, we watched the CBS interview this morning and yeah, he, he, it was asked about the next bond and, you know, he made this, he makes the statement of, he thinks there should be a great role, great roles written for women. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm not quoting him, but he says something like, that doesn't mean he thinks that, you know, she should have a different role than bond. That doesn't mean a woman should be cast as bond or something along those lines. I don't disagree with the feminist in me is mad, but I will say like, I just, I think, I don't know. I, I think I like bond that level of personality. I think more as a man it's accepting. I don't know. There's something about it. I don't know. It just doesn't, I don't know. (laughs) And I say that like, I like, I like, badass females like i liked atomic blonde a lot i thought that was really good but i don't know i think i think bond is just kind of a unique thing i think it should still be a dude but i have to say i'm tired of seeing white dudes do it any thoughts on it bobby or uh yeah i mean i i would say i would agree i think that inherently james bond is a guy and just by the nature of his his personality and his character and everything else that the character is about is it's it's he's a guy. Do I have a problem if they had a female 007? No, because that's a, right. a designation. It's not a person. So it is exactly. I, I, I don't I don't have any issue there. I just think that in terms of if you're going to go with a, a James Bond and make it female, I it then it, I don't see how it's James Bond at that point. Um, it's something yeah. else. Yeah. No, I would so. agree. I would agree with you guys and with Daniel Craig there. Like, and like you just put it, Bobby. Yeah. You want to call somebody, uh, somebody, a character of a different name, 007. That's a woman. That's great. I, right. No problem with that. But yeah. I would imagine in that case, it just wouldn't be 007. It would be 008. Or, I mean, don't we have a character in this upcoming film that is a 00? It's a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, no, I, I agree. Just thought I'd get you guys' take. I was curious. Yeah. Anyways, what else is happening in the world? I feel kind of out the loop this weekend. Well, Michelle, Scarlett Johansson and Disney oh, made yeah. up. They are, they are happy <laughs> made again. Up. What? <laughs> I don't know if I would say made up. She said, oh. okay, I guess that'll work. <laughs> well, it's, not only I think she's saying, okay, I guess that'll work, but I mean, they're, they're also going to make Tower of Terror together. I know. I so heard that too. There's yeah. that as well. Um, yeah, it was announced this week that uh, Disney and Scarlett Johansson reached a settlement. Of course, there are no details out there <laughs> as to what is going on with the settlement, um, but it, it is done. We can all move on with our lives. They they are now made nice and yes they uh, they even who was it at Disney that made the comment uh, was it Alan uh, Bergman added I'm very pleased that we have been able to come to a mutual agreement with Scarlett Johansson regarding Black Widow we appreciate her contributions to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and look forward to working together on a number of upcoming projects including Disney's Tower of Terror. All all I could say is I hope she settled for what her worth is. I would imagine she did, but I would, I sincerely think she did, but I am. Yeah. I, I hope it, it, it was at least what she's worth. Right. And what the deal was supposed there, to be. 
Yeah, I think the rumor mill was that uh, she initially went to the table wanting $20 million on top of what she had already had gotten that Disney was complaining about what mm-hmm. she already had got. So she wanted $20 million. And then they proceeded to kind of openly tear her down in, in the mm-hmm. <laughs> right. in the publications and stuff. And mm-hmm. so then she kind of was like, all right, <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> well, and then so <laughs> once they did that, and then I think uh, Disney wanted to make it uh, a private arbitrate, or is it arbitration? Mm-hmm. And I think that that was because they didn't want everything being out in the public in terms of all the finances and all that stuff. And so uh, the rumor is that I think she ended up settling and getting 40 million. So double what she would have settled for if they had just said, all right, Right. we messed up. We'll cut you a check. Check, So, (laughs) so, yeah, Yeah, um, uh, lesson learned over there at Disney. Yeah, Disney, uh, Disney really was doing they her wrong, her and I'm I'm glad yeah, she she dirty. called her out on it. I'm really glad she did. It's yeah. like you know, it's hard to be a female every day, and it's hard to be a female in the film industry and to be taken seriously. And they really were trying to screw her over, and I'm glad she was like, mm-hmm. "No, I'm sorry, but no, we don't. No, no." <laughs> I'm glad she stuck to her guns. Yeah. Disney has the money; they can pay her. Oh, yeah. like, Definitely. and then the fact that they, you know, started kind of not name calling, but basically they started trying to like be nasty about her. It was like, yeah. really, mm-hmm. grow up, guys! Like, just pay the woman what she's worth. Like, Jesus, it's not that hard. And yeah, like, of course they went to a private arbitration and settlement because they knew they screwed up. They knew they were yeah. in the wrong. They're not stupid. They knew they were like, oh, we effed this up. Anyways, mm-hmm. well, go Scar Joe. Woo. <laughs> um, I was going to, so Michelle and I, we live here in Orlando for those who don't, who don't know. And it is, it is all about Disney World right now. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It is the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World, which, uh, it's it's it is exciting. I mean, it is. I worked as a cast member at Disney World. What from I started in '96, and was I worked at Disneyland for a time as well, but off and on until 2012, or no, past that, 2015. Yeah. Wow. You have um, more time than I did. And uh, I have a lot of great memories working at Walt Disney World with all the kind of fanfare regarding the 50th has brought a lot of those memories back and it was it, it was a lot of fun working there I I miss a lot of parts of it not other parts but a lot of parts <laughs> the pay hmm. the pay <laughs> yeah don't miss that don't miss, don't that. miss that don't miss that but anyway there's there's a lot of just craziness going on here because of that it's going to be what an 18 month celebration on 
on property uh, per usual. Really? Um, yeah, not I just a year, that. eighteen months. But they don't. Wow. They do that with other celebrations. It's, it's that's, not new. It's not new. But it's just it's new to me. I never knew they did that kind of oh. thing where they have an anniversary of something and they celebrate it way beyond the anniversary. Right. Was, there, was one that, there was one that was supposed to be eighteen months, and it wound up doing a full twenty-four month calendar. <laughs> like oh my! Literally, what was, was a two-year celebration. What was this for? This was back into it was the millennium. <laughs> celebration the millennium celebration went on for two years yeah i mean there was but millennium was weird because it was like there was aspects there were things that were brought in as part of that celebration and then just lingered for a long time like i mean illuminations that was that was a millennium show right it was they had the parade of nations with that like it was all part and that parade nations parade nations did 18 to 20 months but then illuminations hung out 20 years 20 years <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah 20 years show I mean it was a good show it was a good um, show but anyway there's been a lot of stuff being announced and uh, I don't we haven't talked about this or at least Bobby and I haven't talked about it so I'm curious to talk to him about it uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Oh, this <laughs> um, bad boy. Which, I mean, hasn't been announced just recently. <laughs> We've known about this for a while. We got uh, details about it, I think, a few weeks or a few months ago mm-hmm. with, like, the first images and kind of, like, really how the the experience is going to work where, you know, it's not just a hotel. It's, it's like going on a mm-hmm. cruise. You are... It is a full-on experience. You are immersed for two or three days. Two nights, I think, three days. It's a full 48-hour or 72-hour thing, yeah. And your ticket includes entry into uh, Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge for, like, the first day. Um, So you also get that. It's, like, all-inclusive. It's all your food and everything. It's... But it's not cheap. <laughs> um, no. I'm bringing it no. up because just this week, how, how I'm tying it into this week is uh, they announced the when when you can book. General booking, I believe. Is, booking, that's right. Booking did open up. Well, not yet, but it's about to. Yeah. I think October 28th. Uh, yeah, October 28th <sighs> is when you can start dream, booking your dream Star Wars cruise at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser here in Orlando. Mm. Um yeah, there's the prices are, are something else. Um, You're out of this world. I thought I had them here in front of me. Oh yeah, they mm. are. There's some samples here. Yeah, so like a two two guests per cabin. It's twelve hundred per guest per night. And that's the kicker, right? It's per night. Per <laughs> it's night. Not like oh right. yeah, you get a two day stay and it's twelve hundred bucks. And yeah, okay, you maybe rationalize forty eight hundred but... total. I mean, obviously, the more people you add, the less you're paying per person. So. You know, right. if you get up to four four guests, it's seven forty nine per person, but that's a six thousand dollar total. Like, like for David and myself, and to bring his two kids for mm-hmm. four of us for two nights, six grand. Six grand <laughs> before taxes. Yeah, yeah. The, <sighs> this is this is how uh, I look at this experience as a Star Wars fan. Like, this sounds amazing. Like, as a Star Wars fan, it sounds like the kind of thing that I must somehow find a way, right? Mm. <laughs> and I feel like 
the way I would do this is not the way you just gave an example of Michelle, where it'd be me and you and the two kids. Like I it'd lo- be me, you, Michelle, I and mean, Yasha. Exactly. Yeah, it would be adults. It would, it would have to be. Yeah. It would have to be four adults that are all yeah. diehard Star Wars fans that are all wanting to chip in their part. Everybody pitches you know? in the twenty two hundred dollars so, taxes. So in other words, yeah, I'm only spending my cut of the six thousand dollar total. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm rushing to do that, but I can I can wrap my head around that. <laughs> I, I can wrap my head around that scenario. Right. You know? Yeah. And it, it, it would be, yeah. I think it would be a lot of fun. This is also, by the way, where you're going to, it's going to be guests that go on the Galactic Star Cruiser. They're going to get the first look at this lightsaber that we've been hearing about. They got teased mm-hmm. back. Lightsaber. I forget when that was. This, like, apparently real looking retractable lightsaber that Disney has concocted, which I think we're all dying to see. But yeah. Yeah, I gotta see this lightsaber. <laughs> like <laughs> and I'm saying this because I've seen how spectacular off other branded lightsabers are. They're amazing. And mm. so I can only imagine how cool this lightsaber would be. Mm-hmm. Like right. God, like I've seen, we've watched YouTube videos of of different lightsabers, and they're yeah. they are impressive. There is some amazing, amazing, amazing stuff getting done for them. Yeah. So I can, I can only my head just explodes only imagining what Disney could do because they'll have to basically top what's on the market right now. Well, I would imagine there's going to be pluses and drawbacks, right? Like not to go down the road of like analyzing all the different aftermarket <laughs> lightsabers out there, right. but. The, obviously, the big cool thing about this lightsaber is that it actually retracts. Yeah, that's <laughs> like yeah. the that lightsaber. Big. Um, yeah. I would, I would wonder though. On the flip side, like, does that mean like the like the brightness of the blade is probably not going to be as bright as some of these that are like these neo yeah. neo pixel sabers that have LEDs all up and down the saber? Because <laughs> then you so have cool. you have other ones that are commonly just lit from the hilt, and it just kind of lights up into like this, you know frosted glass or plastic Mm -hmm. like you know blade i would uh, you know there's probably things about it that aren't as nice but the whole retractable part of it looks awesome (laughs) like i mean we just see that (laughs) quick clip in that promotional thing they showed with ray the the girl that plays ray on walt on disney world property um you know using it and apparently that's the that's the saber of course i don't know what kind of like video like editing kind of uh cleaning up they did to the look of it but anyway it looks awesome so in other words when are we all booking yeah bobby when are you come to florida Star Cruiser? <laughs> oh okay i'll next? give you a I'll, I'll give you a time frame i don't know how far in advance you can book but uh let's mark down the calendars for sometime in 2024 <laughs> i think i'll be <laughs> and you'll be ready by then you, you should have about I'll two grand floating then. around there, yeah okay? i should like, have I'm by then plus your plane then. ticket and, right you know. right exactly yeah. exactly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we need to start a Patreon for Flicker Effect and we need to <laughs> ask our lovely wa- listeners and viewers to help send help us. us. Yeah. Help us. Help send us to Galactic <laughs> Star Cruiser. And we will make the best YouTube video you've ever seen. No matter our experience. Blow your mind. Oh. Which yeah. is that funny, you know, awesome. like but I think about that. I'm joking about that, right? But yeah. I if I paid that much money Part of me is like, I don't want to like carry your camera around and try to like, you know, no. record my experience. I'm going to want to just be like, nope, I'm all in on you this. You just want to enjoy it. You know, 
So, yeah. No, don't 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 send us your money because I probably won't. <laughs> I mean, send us the money, but we're just gonna go and enjoy it, and we'll tell you about it. We'll tell you afterwards. about it. Yeah, we'll take some. We photos. might have a couple of photos. Right. <laughs> Maybe a couple yeah. of quick little like iPhone video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. But we're not gonna that get would too busy. No. So yeah, that happened. That happened. That's happening. Yeah. That's, it's a thing. Um. I mean, nothing really to comment here, but just a side note for anyone who didn't know, uh, the Book of Boba Fett got a release date. Um, it's going to be December 29th on Disney+. Plus. December 29th? Yeah. That's earlier than I thought that was going to be, I'll be honest. Really? Oh, really? I it guess was supposed I was to think- come out in December, so... Yeah. I guess in my head I was thinking it was going to be a January thing. I don't know. Uh, no, I, I think it's... Just, I mean, and I'm saying December 29th is always at the very end of December, but like... I don't know. I, I, I'm still surprised that it's coming out. I feel, I still kind of feel like Mandalorian just wrapped up in a weird way. And, and I'm not saying that makes any sense. Mm. I also think I know that basically the year of 2020 and the year of 2021 so far, I'm kind of, yeah. my my concepts of time are very different now. <laughs> so, I don't right. know. Yeah. So real quick, not to kind of backtrack. Okay. But I've been thinking about the new the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride that we're going to get. Oh, yeah, at Epcot. And I'll be honest, I am excited for this ride. After seeing yeah. more footage of it today, like, this coaster looks awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, it moves and spins as you're, oh, it's going to be so cool. It's also just cool to have, like, an Avengers Marvel something right now on property because we just don't really have anything right now. And no, it's kind of and depressing. I guess in a way we really can't, but Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of like a loophole <laughs> it where we can have that. It is our loophole right um, now, yes. So, yeah. No, I'm excited for it too. I mean, being an annual pass holder now is like, in a way, I've been kind of like reacquainting myself with like what's been going on in the parks. Yeah. I feel like I've been kind of disconnected from the parks for at least a couple of years or so. Like, and even though I am a pass holder now, I, I still haven't ridden Rise of the Resistance. It's still ridiculously hard to get on that ride. And not that I really, really? tried. Well, that's because okay. the last time we went into the studios was literally the last day they were doing the, the queue, virtual the queue. virtual queue. And the very next day they opened regular Stand queue. By, yeah. and, and I it, have no mm, idea how that's going. And there's certain rides like, you know, I, I will, you know, hey, we've been to Comic-Con. We have waited ridiculous amount of hours to go to hall h like i want to ride rise of the resistance if i went in knowing hey i'm gonna wait three hours today to ride this ride i'll bring my little chair i will ride i will wait three hours like if anything i would just like that chance that's been i think the the problem so far that everyone's been complaining about with the virtual queue system and i'm i'm bringing this up and i'm really no expert on how it even worked because i've never even tried it but you know, it didn't afford you that chance to just go, hey, I just want to wait in line and just wait however long I got to wait. Like instead, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to try, I guess, like at 7 a.m. to get in. And then yep. you don't, you can try again. And if o'clock. you're at the parks, you can try again after yeah. one. Exactly. You know, and then if you just don't get in, you just don't get in. And it will it will be nice now to just go, nope. I'm 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 willing to wait three hours. I'll just go stand in line. Mm. Yeah, it's um, nice to know that like you can plan the day and be like, nope, this is what I'm doing this day. Doing Anything today. bonus is great. It's just bonus for the day. But I'm gonna get there when the park opens. I'm gonna walk to the the, the queue line and I'm gonna get in the queue line. And if it takes me three hours to go through the queue, it takes me three hours. Like, right. mm-hmm. 
you know, go with a buddy. Somebody has to go get the food and bring it back in the queue line. It's, it is what it is, you know. Right. At least you have the opportunity. But, yeah, no, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to being like, okay, I'm going to blow a day, going to the studio, <laughs> see but what that's, happens. That's what I'm dreading about Epcot and Guardians of the Galaxy is like, is it going to be like that for the first year or more? But, you know, being Probably. pass holders, they may, they will oh, most yeah. likely have pass holder previews. Maybe we can get into that before it opens up. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, we missed- when we signed up, we just missed kind of being able to do, I think, pass holder previews for Remy's uh, Ratatouille ride. We at, did. The new ride at Epcot. So, I haven't been on that yet. But, mm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm excited for it. I've been kind When's of excited. When's it supposed to open? They so they Two just months. announced it's gonna they they confirmed it's gonna be in 2022, um, but they haven't given a date. It's looking okay. a lot more completed. Yeah, you can see on the outside. I mean, yeah. you know, I've been inside. I guess mm. it's gonna have like a full a full size. What is that? That Novacore ship yeah. on the outside. That's so cool. I mean, walking around <laughs> wow. at Epcot, That's I've so awesome. I've walked around near that wall, and I yeah. I feel like you would be able to see it then sticking up above the wall, and I haven't noticed. You that. would think. You but, think, but Disney does have their ways. They do. But no, I've I'm ex- I'm it's it's nice because I feel like there's not like a Marvel home here Mm. and that kind of gives us the little marvel home a little one right i'm sure the merch shop's gonna be nice like i'm looking forward to that because right now there's like a a marvel merch shop in disney springs but i will say it was kind of lacking by the other night yeah i was not impressed with that at all and so it'd be nice if they kind of went ahead and went a little crazy with their merch store in there i'd be like yep that's that's fine like yeah so you guys don't have Avengers Campus? No. Oh no. Oh, I didn't know that. No. No, because I, I, I mean, I don't know any of the details of the whole situation they have with the or- Universal, Universal and all that. Pre, this is from before when Disney yeah. and Marvel that you know they have rights to having like theme park Marvel right. characters. It's very odd the way it works. Yeah. Because how do you have a Guardians thing? And that's what I, when I said the loophole thing, for some reason, Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, doesn't fit into that agreement that they have with Universal, is my understanding. I'd find all kinds of stuff. I'd be looking with a fine tooth comb, everything (laughs) that that fits in the loophole, because I'd build my own Marvel something there. Yeah, there's some kind of a year. And from that year, product that comes out after then seems to like, so Guardians, like, you can meet Captain Marvel on property and Disney property, mm-hmm. but she's not over at Universal. So it's like, basically, who's already at Universal is locked in Universal, and then anything mm-hmm. that wasn't already at Universal can be at Disney. If that makes any sense. So like, you can meet Ant Man and the Wasp yeah. in theory. Like, there's definitely but, other characters that we could get at Disney World here. But yeah, yeah like Captain America, Thor. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, and I mean, for those who haven't been to Universal, like over there, it's not like you're seeing the the way they look in the films over there. It's it's yeah. full on like comic book the Marvel comic characters version, over yeah. there, and yeah. they do have like live you know live characters out there in costume, but they're wearing like costumes mm. that look like the comic books, not right. not anything like we see in the MCU. Yeah, um, no, you're not getting any MCU character. No, I don't so. see them doing that. Being that you know, it's Disney. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Yeah, that that's interesting. I I I would love to see what that what the print is like on it. All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I to know see what the, they can the specifications. Do. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think we can get a. Maybe we can get a. Um, 
I'm trying to think now. A Black Widow. I think there. That's a weird one though. And I, I don't think we can have Nick Fury. As crazy as that sounds. So, but then there's other characters we could have on property. Yeah, it's very know. weird. What's your question, Mom? As as far as you know, and these are all Marvel characters. Is there any ride that features any X Men? Any ride anywhere? Maybe at the main parks in Florida or so. Universal Studios, they've got the characters that are X Men, and then Mm. what is it? So there's the the Fantastic Four. No, there's Storm Force. That's what it is. But there's no ride. I mean, there's Storm Force. What's Storm Force? Oh yeah, so that's that weird thing that's between the Hulk and um, the Fantastic Four restaurant. It's kind of in the back there. It's like a teacup ride, but it's supposed to be like hmm. storms creating a storm. Oh, and you're, like, in a teacup. Mm, I didn't even yeah, know it was it's out okay. storm force. I never knew it was there. <laughs> Useless knowledge. So maybe they can't. In. Maybe they can't use X Men either. I think. I think of Universal, and I think of Hulk and Spider Man ride, and uh, the, the 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 Doom Drop because it's. And the Doctor Doom drop. That's yeah. really it. I didn't know. But that. it's like it's weird when you see like Captain America there, and I'm like, yeah, okay, not my captain. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> they have the the main characters unlocking a lot of the X Men stuff, and maybe even Fantastic Four. But the the amount, the sheer amount of new stuff that Marvel is tapping into mm-hmm. from some newer characters or some obscure characters it seems like that would be opportunity to make something like you've got Miss Marvel coming along, so maybe there's some sort of ride that grows bigger or I don't know whatever. But there's like all kinds of opportunities there with new characters, and who knows? Like maybe one year, at, whether it's at Disneyland or or at the theme park in Florida, you could see. Uh, someone dressed up as blade during october and in hunting for vampires or something and there's more opportunities there if they mess with some of the ip that they have if they find that those characters are going to start popping in in their mcu and they can get around a lot of what universal because i imagine at that time when they you made that deal they were probably only like most people would think of the main characters you see all the time in the comics or cartoons. So they're not thinking about some of these newer characters that have come along and become popular or some older characters that no one cared about at the time that are now starting to get more proper shine to them. So I I have to imagine they can start to be figuring out ways to go around that and still build maybe something there that's Marvel centric without it having to rely specifically on the the tried and true that we all know. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, I think technically it's like we can do like Ant-Man and Wasp, Captain Marvel, mm. a couple of the other, like basically phase two. It sounds like phase yeah. two is kind of what we can do here at Disney World. Mm. Um, but basically phase one is not yeah. in the cards. Well, and to say that, and Guardians was phase one, right? Well, and yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with but. like, when it's, stuff it, was released, I think it just, you know, because this was all made again before, yeah. you know, the MCU was the MCU at all. Not any of this stuff right. was made. Like, I, yeah. think it, I think it just it pertains to a certain catalog of Marvel characters, which are most of the big ones, most of the main ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't think, fell into that contract. So here we right. are. We have Guardians of the Galaxy right here. Right. <laughs> um, oh. Sorry, no, go ahead. Go, finish. No, I'll, I'll, fin- I'll yeah. give my thoughts. I was, I was done. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Please, I'm. I'm just thinking on air, and that's why I had a, an epiphany, and I went oh like that. Is that I think since uh, there's no 
way that you guys will be going to um, San Diego Comic Con next year that you should go to WonderCon next year and plan a day for Disneyland slash uh, California Adventure. I'm, laugh- and I'm then laughing we can because do all- in the middle of this conversation, I was thinking, maybe I will go to WonderCon and then I'll I'll, I'll go to <laughs> Avengers Campus. Like that'd be I nice to go to Avengers out. Campus. I want yeah. to go. Yeah. Well, because you haven't been to Disneyland at all, right, Michelle? Yeah. I have yeah. not. I've never been yeah, to Disneyland. So, I've not spent yeah. one day on Disneyland property at all. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And that could be a two-day <laughs> thing for me, honestly. Oh, like, yeah. Disneyland like, oh, will definitely be a, could. It's going to be mind, two or three if, days for me. If we go and you, you're, you're also, you also get to come and... Like yeah, we we would not be going just for the amount of time for WonderCon. It would be like right. a longer trip so that we could spend yeah. like you're saying to like two days, at, two at maybe three days, but I would say at least two days so I could actually yeah, really get because sure. I've not done and I've, I've never I've never set foot on Disneyland yeah. property. I have no idea. Yeah, that's right. I know. Gotta make yeah. that happen. I've right, been right there I've with been, you, Bobby. I was already thinking it. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been to Disneyland Paris. Twenty twenty two. Yep. I did oh, a crash, cool. I did a crash cool. day at Disneyland Paris. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I've never wow. been there. I mean, just that was a fun day. Paris alone would be cool. That's mm. yeah, another mm. story. Anyways, uh, yeah. what else do you have for news? Anything fun or exciting? Well, I mean, we're about out of time. We are. Um, I don't really have anything else. Uh, we can go around the table. Any. Any one quick hits that anybody wants to make on either something they watch or something they want to bring up? I'll just say Ted Lasso wrapped, and mm-hmm. I I'm really sad. I have to wait as long as I have to wait to get the season three. I hmm. mm, I'm not heartbroken, but I'm definitely like I need, I need to know. I need I'm I'm on the edge of my seat. I gotta Ooh. know things. I'm yeah. Cliffhanger, huh? Ted Lasso oh. ended. It was not not one. Cl- I mean, multiple little cliffhangers at the end of this episode of wow. Ted Lasso. It was rough. Okay. I was like, I was like, and the whole time I'm watching like sections end. I'm like, I'm not gonna know this for how long? How long? Do you know uh, when it comes back? Have they said like when a season three would? Be? Uh, if they have, I don't. I haven't. Seen I don't think they I'll have yet. I don't think they've even committed to to filming dates yet. To has it been? As far as you know, um, like did Ted Lasso first start in 2020 and now we got season two in 2021 or what did it start in 2019 and now we're just getting I season two I think it actually started, I know they filmed it in 2019 and then it dropped in 2020, I think right before the pandemic started, but then it became popular because everyone was at home. Right. Um, and then so yeah, the, the contract was initially for you know if season one went well they would do two seasons, but they've actually opened up saying that they would do a full five seasons if hmm. Jason wanted to do five. And Jason at this point has basically said, "Look, I created this whole thing with three seasons in mind, and after that I don't know yet." But he's like, "I have there's a f- he Jason said that he's created this with Brett Goldstein. That's there it is, and um, hmm. the two of them kind of created. He's the guy who plays Roy." He's actually a writer mm-hmm. on the show too. They created okay. this whole thing in mind um, with a full arc in three seasons, like full story mm. with these characters. But I, I guess Apple has said that they are willing to do five seasons. But Jason, I don't think, has said that he's story wise prepared to do that. Yeah. He's like, that's I'm. Good. He's like, my mind is three. He's like, I have a a, a beginning, a middle, and an end, and that's what he has yeah. in his head. So. And you're thinking of. 
So you're thinking of the actor that plays Coach Beard, not Roy Kent. Roy Kent, Brett Goldsmith. He's yeah, a writer. I thought Brendan Hunt was not. No, so Brett, when he was initially he was a writer, and they started talking about Roy, and then in the writers' rooms, uh. he'd, he'd start reading Roy's parts, and at some point they hadn't had Roy cast yet, and at some point he was like, maybe I could be Roy, and then the, I oh, guess wow. like the next day the other writers' room were like, dude, you got to be Roy, and then they wound up wow. doing a screening, like he went up doing a scene with Jason. And then the guy who is uh, Jamie Tardis, or Jamie Tart, excuse me, Tardis, Tardis. <laughs> who plays Jamie Tart, and, and he did a, he did a scene with them, and they were like, "Yeah, man, you're Roy. Like, you're just you're gonna be Roy." So he wound up being That's Roy. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's a nice little story. It is. It's interesting. I've, I've, I'm finding out really weird stuff about Ted Lasso, hmm. like. The guy who is Jamie Tart initially, I guess, tried to be um, a, a totally different character. And I'm like, that's... Now I can't remember what it was, but it was a character. I'm mm. like, no, 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 no. You're Jamie Tart. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Jamie Tart. Do, 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 Jamie Tart. It's, like, it's, it's so bad. It gets in your head. Is that in the show? or is It that is. It's his little, like, oh, it's the okay. chant that people say whenever Jamie Tart's on the field. They do, instead of sh- oh, gotcha. shark, do, sh- do, instead do, of do, shark. Do, yeah. yeah, they do Jamie gotcha. Tart, do, 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 Jamie Tart, do, 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 do. Uh, oh, yeah. Funny. It's great. Mm. <laughs> what are you looking up? No, I mean, I, I wasn't aware that he was a writer. I was just looking at more details. I mean, I see he's, I see, uh, Brendan Hunt is definitely one yeah, of the developers. He's, he's one of the developers, yeah. Um, it doesn't mm. show any writers here, but anyway. Well, so this, details. the story that he gave in an interview was he was like, I was in the writing room helping write stories, right. and I kept reading Roy's part, and the more and more I kept reading Roy's part and developing this voice and the growl, everybody was just like, dude, you... Growl. Yeah, he growls. <laughs> Wow, okay, okay. This is so much I don't know. (laughs) This was supposed to be a one off conversation. My point is Ted Lasso season two is 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 the last episode aired, is out there, and I cannot wait for season three. I'm Mm. I'm on bated breath for season three right now. So Bobby, any quick things? Two quick things. One, I started watching Squid Games on Netflix. Oh. And it's the, the the water cooler show of the moment at this yeah. point, um, being very much talked about. And yeah, it's 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 pretty good so far. I think I'm on episode eight of nine, so oh, I'm wow. really close to finishing it. Yeah, I think I'll finish that off tonight. And yeah, I'm liking it. There's a couple or two or three maybe slow episodes, but aside from that, I think uh, the the premise is intriguing enough and it keeps you really uh on the edge of your seat to know what's going to happen and if anyone who has seen the film battle royale will will understand the the idea of this uh show and it really very much leans into that premise of what battle royale did and if you haven't seen battle royale and you've seen squid games then go watch battle Battle royale Royale. that's a great movie Mm -hmm. um and so the other thing that I have watched is uh, The Many Saints of Newark that mm. debuted on HBO Max on Friday. And for anyone that knows, it's a prequel to the the Sopranos TV series. 
And in this one, uh, I will say that uh, Michael Gandolfini, I think that's his name, Michael, mm-hmm. it plays the Tony Soprano character as, at a younger age from taking over from his father, obviously, who passed away. But he's, he's fantastic as uh, a young Tony Soprano. Uh, but I will warn people who have seen the series of Sopranos and go in to try and watch this movie. This movie isn't about Tony Soprano. He's there and, and you get some of his backstory. But it's really about uh, Dickie Moltisani and his mm. rise in, in, the, in the family, essentially. And I think it's done really well. In, in in terms of what you see his story arc go through the movie itself <clears throat> i think it's trying to do a lot of different things so it's a bit messy and might have been better as a, a mini series on hbo max yeah but overall i did like the movie i just felt like it was trying to do a lot and it, and it was unfortunate because i think that certain things got underserved like the b story and so it, it seemed like there could be more there that could have been fleshed out. And I know that uh, David Chase has said that he would like to do a, another movie to this, a sequel that would have more of Tony Soprano for um, up front and personal with that. So we'll see what he does, but I did like it. And I would suggest it to anyone that is a Sopranos fan to, to go and check it out. Nice. I don't really have anything other than, I mean, Ted Lasso also finished it and uh, I think it was like early in the season we were like two episodes in and I think I was feeling like oh it's Ted Lasso it's good but it's not the same and I'm mm-hmm. not sure what I think of this so far and uh, by the end of the season the season was great um, so no no complaints by the time the season wrapped up but yeah if, if you had heard me mention that at the beginning of the season we were wondering it, it got a lot better other than that, two episodes in on Midnight Mass, mm, yeah, which I really, mm. really want to finish. It's just been so busy and just haven't been able to watch any more than that yet. But I want to watch, okay. hopefully, maybe by the time we record next, have that show finished up would be nice. Because I don't think it's a very long run. I think it's like six or seven episodes. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, but it's it's quite good from Mike Flanagan, who did mm-hmm. The Haunt, Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor and Dr. Sleep. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's only two episodes, but I'm liking it so far. I saw a tweet from Mike Flanagan today, and he said, I just finished watching Squid Games, and it's really, really, really good. <laughs> and I was like, that's kind of cool, little sign-off from yeah. people that are in the business of horror and all that to, to kind of co-sign certain things. And I think I saw something from... Uh, I think it was Stephen King who had liked just going to say uh, that malignant. Yeah, malignant. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so it's like, that's always kind of cool when you get, you know, the, the, the people who are on the Rushmore of certain things to kind of right. endorse what you're doing. So, yeah, no, I thought that was cool that I saw the Stephen King tweet. I thought yeah. That was cool. In, in the spirit of, of Halloween and horror movies, I will say if you guys are not following Jamie Lee Curse on Instagram, it's been fire. She's got really good mm. stuff she's putting out. Cause she's, Kind of promoting the sequel for Halloween that's mm-hmm. coming out, mm-hmm. but also just like she's just everybody sends her like great like Halloween memes and they're awesome. She like each day she's like throwing yeah, one up. Yeah, I've seen. There's I follow a, her. There was a good one today. There was a good one today. It was fire. Hmm. Okay, I'll <laughs> just say if you're just you know horror stuff, right. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Unless you guys have anything else before we go. Uh, as always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. 
Uh, if you are watching on YouTube or Twitch, make sure to comment. Uh, you can like and subscribe over on YouTube. Hit the bell icon so that you can be notified whenever we go live or post any videos in the future. You can reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at Flickr underscore effect. And uh, we will reply back to you there. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching. <laughs>